you know, I, I just want to, in some ways, redeem the idea of, of spiritual parenthood. It does not mean having authority in people's lives, right? It means having influence. And that's a, that's a whole different thing, right? I, I think, yeah. I think there yeah. are, within the church, there, I, I think we can define some, some lines of authority, but uh, my, my personal rule is if you ever have to lean on authority within the church, you've already lost. Like, much better to lean on mm. influence. Mm. And so all a, all a spiritual parent yeah. is, is someone who takes an active interest in the, in the spiritual maturing and growth and well-being of somebody else. And she says, I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to do my best to help them grow up mm -hmm. to be more like Jesus. That's it. Welcome. Good afternoon. Uh, we are so happy to be back with you here on Instagram Live, um, where we are talking more about the family of God um, and belonging to it. Um, I hope wherever you are, you have some nice sunlight coming in your window um, and keeping you warm on this February day. Um, we are so glad you're here um, and you're joining us. Um, we've been right in the middle of our series called La Familia for our season two, beginning of season two, um, exploring how the family of God is not the same as the family context we've been used to and is redefined by Jesus over and over again. Um, today we're talking with Bob on this idea of spiritual parenting. Um, so in case you missed it on Sunday, um, Bob talked about the concepts of authority, submission, um, why we don't like to do those things, discipleship, and spiritual parenting that leads to maturity and growing up as images of God in the world. Um, he challenged us to step into relationship with others um, and offer ourselves proactively willing to meet others in the way that we were once met ourselves. Um, and we're going to talk more about all of that today. Hey. Good. Hey. Good. How's it going? Good. I like the profile oh. <laughs> picture. That's crazy. It's amazing what AI can do. <laughs> Truly, that's really cool. <laughs> I want one. All right. Awesome. Well, th yeah, no thanks for joining me today. Good to be with you. Um, absolutely. Uh, so I just want to jump in first, talking about. Um. Let's. We'll start right here. So, you said um on Sunday. Uh, becoming more like Jesus is yeah. a matter of becoming more truly human, um, of mm -hmm. building, not trying harder. Um, and I just think gonna be, this will be a good spot to jump in um, as we are talking about authority and all that stuff. So I will 
love to hear you talk more about how this practice of yielding connects with becoming more truly human. Um, how do those things go together? Um, and uh, talk a little bit also about that juxtaposition of yielding with trying harder. That's an interesting, those are two things mm. that I wouldn't often like put together. Um, and I'd sure, love to sure. talk more about sure. Well, that. you know, so in terms of what does it mean to be human? Uh, I think it was Shakespeare that famously mm -hmm. said to err is human to forgive divine. And unfortunately, that's exactly wrong. But the reason why it seems so right is because <laughs> every human we've ever known has erred and erred uh, consistently, constantly, grievously, right? But originally, that wasn't the design. That wasn't the idea. You know, uh, sin has, has come into the world and it has uh, warped humanity but that's not the original design jesus comes and he shows us what a true human looks like right the way that uh, my favorite mm. theologians put it mm. is is yeah. jesus is the he's the true human he's the new human in other words he shows us what we were meant to be and what we can be when we yield to the spirit in the way that he did mm. um and so that's why i say um, we were we were created in the image of God, and I think uh, you know different different people have different takes on what that means to be th this imago Dei in Latin, the image of God. But I think the best way to understand mm -hmm. it. It's funny you mentioned the profile picture. Um, the difference between a good picture of you and a bad picture of you is that a good picture of you. Uh, reflects reflects what how you want to be seen. It reflects something about who you are mm. that you like that that was captured. A bad picture of you shows you in a bad light. You you don't you don't want people to think of you that way or to picture you that way. So when we say we're created in the image of God, what we're really saying is we are meant to be a good picture of God. We are meant to show each other mm. and all of creation what god is really like by our character by our love by our actions and so that's why i say um the more like jesus you become who is the he is the the uh visible image of the invisible god paul says in colossians this he's the one that shows us mm -hmm. the, paul even uses the word icon he is the icon of god in other words he's the picture of God. Um, yeah. The more we become like him, the more truly human we become, because we, we begin to do what we were supposed to do, which is reflect the character, be the image of God, the image bearers of God. So uh, I kind of went on a little wander there. So help me get back. Where were we? Uh, I ask you about the God thing too. So yeah. You you nailed it. You got two questions but, in one. I yeah, I, I think I think you did. You wanted you had mentioned the difference between yielding uh, and trying harder, um, and that's the thing. I think because most of what we do in this world 
we can, it, we kind of live in this effort economy. You know, you work hard, you see the results, um, you've got to try. You've, and yeah. so when it comes to spirituality, we try to white knuckle it. And I'm really going to be like Jesus. And it doesn't really work that way. It's a matter of, uh, sorry, that's the dog. I mean, it really is. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, no, it's you're all good. Say, there's no effort involved, but I think what there is, what, what there is to say is that you don't become more spiritual. You don't become spiritually mature by pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Um, which if you ever stop to think about the metaphor of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, you realize what it's actually saying is it can't be done. You cannot pick yourself up. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Give that dog. Bentley, hush. Okay. Um, so when we say it's a matter of, of yielding as opposed to trying harder, what we're really meaning to say is that it's a matter of cooperating with what the Spirit is already doing in our life, hearing God, responding appropriately. It's really a matter of saying yes to God, no to our our own desires, which want to take us in a different direction. It's it's not so much a matter of, I mean, it's not that discipline doesn't come into it. It's not that effort doesn't come into it, but it really is just a matter of yielding yourself to the spirit, to God, to his vision of life, you know? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the, how yielding makes you more truly is because, yes. Jesus yielded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In, in that sense, um, Jesus modeled, um, and I, I used the word submission on Sunday, and I know it's a loaded word that a lot of people have negative connotations to. But the way that Jesus modeled that was, was that he simply listened to what God was saying, and he responded appropriately. He responded, said yes to God. Mm. Uh, and it's not as though he was a mindless uh, automaton that was completely devoid of his own of his own desires and will. It's simply that he listened to God to the extent that um, he understood what what his father wanted, and he did it. You know, but we see that we see the struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, "Not my will, but yours be done." You know, if there's any other way, let's do it that way. But if there isn't, I'm 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 in for whatever it is that you have. So submission is mindless letting go yeah. of yourself and just um, it, it it's not what we often think of in our in the worst uses of the word. It really is just <laughs> listening. Yeah, that's great. So along those lines, um, I'd love to mm -hmm. pivot a little bit um, and talk about. Um, parenting and um, mm. like imitation following and that like following Jesus. So first of all, um, how would you define spiritual parenting? I don't know if we've ever liked, we don't talk about that a whole ton. Um, and it's a, yeah. it's a little new for me too. 
Um, so how would you how would you define it? How does it differ from other um, things that we talk about? I think I would say that, well, first, the reason why we wanted to talk about that on Sunday and bring it up is is what you notice in the New Testament, all through the Gospels, it's Jesus has disciples. He has learned followers, right? Mm -hmm. is a, it was a, a model of learning that would have been well understood in the first century. Um, you followed a particular teacher or rabbi, and you learned how they did things. You would imitate them so that you would, you would mm -hmm. learn their way, right? The funny thing is, the word disciple disappears about halfway through the, the book of Acts. We just don't see it anymore. But the point I was making on Sunday was that even though the word disappears, the concept does not. It, it, it reimagined, right? Mm -hmm. um, it moves from the, from the idea of a, uh, a teacher and a bunch of learners to a spiritual family we are the the family of god the body of christ we are you know and so paul begins to say i uh, uh, i appeal to you as a, as a spiritual father um you know but but he's still talking about the concept of, of discipleship he says i'm i timothy's spiritual father and now i'm sending him to you uh that you can learn from him that you can see how he is how he imitates the way that I've done things and you can learn from him by imitating him. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I would prefer the, you know, I, I just want to in some ways redeem the idea of, of spiritual parenthood. It does not mean having authority in people's lives, right? It means having influence. And that's a, that's a whole different thing, right? I think yeah. I think there yeah. are, within the church there. I, I think we can define some some lines of authority, but uh, my my personal rule is if you ever have to lean on authority within the church, you've already lost. Like much better to lean on mm. influence. Mm. And so all a, all a spiritual parent yeah. is is someone who takes an active interest in the in the spiritual maturing and growth and well-being of somebody else. And she says, I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to do my best to help them grow up mm -hmm. to be more like Jesus. That's it. Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so with that, a lot of the ways that we do that at Redemption mm -hmm. Hill is like in huddles and that kind of thing. Um, and that yeah. word, yeah. that like imitation piece, um, was really for me when talking about when I started Huddle. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about like specifically like why imitation is important um, and like what we mean when we use the word imitate? Yeah. Why do we use it? Yeah. Why is it important? Like why uh, is that piece important? It's super important because it's the missing ingredient in most of what passes for discipleship in the in the American church at least and here's what I mean um, Americans love information we have an information um, economy we're living in an information age 
And somehow we've gotten the idea that information in and of itself is transformative and it's not. Um, because what we will do is we'll say to people, um, go and, and uh, live with, uh, in and among your neighbors like Jesus would. And then we hope that maybe they can puzzle that out and figure out, make the abstract leaps and puzzle it out. Uh, the piece that's missed, so we're, mm -hmm. we're giving them information and then we're expecting them to just innovate on it in their lives. Some people can do that. Most, most people can't. We need, a, we need a picture rather than just the, the, the command or the information, right? So I had a, I had a pastor friend um, mm -hmm. who had somebody come to him and say, listen, I, I don't know how to pray. Can you, can you teach me how, how to pray? Can you tell me how you pray? He said, tell you what, I'm up every morning at like 545 and I pray for, I can't remember how long he said, but let's just call it half an hour. He said, uh, I pray for half, here's what I want you to do. I just yeah. want you to be at my house uh, every day for the next week or two uh, at 545 and I will pray the way normally pray and I'm just going to mm -hmm. do it out loud and uh, we'll see how it goes mm -hmm. and so they did that and at the end of the time he just asked him so do you know how to pray and he said yeah I, I got it uh, and it's not like my pastor friend was telling him this is the way this is the this is the only way that you can and should pray in a, worlds without end he's saying this is how I do it try it this way and then, and then innovate on it. Figure out how it works in your life. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, yeah. when we say imitate, sense. what we're really saying is try it this way. <laughs> like start here. I think about um, mm -hmm. my, uh, I was just reminded of, of my friend Dustin in Portland. He had posted this picture a long time ago of him mowing the lawn and then his son following right behind him with his tiny little lawnmower. And I wish, mm -hmm. wish I had done that with my kids because when I've tried to get my kids to mow the lawn, I've told them, here's how I want you to do it. Now go do it. And it never turns out the way that I wanted to because I never actually had them follow me in the precise rows that I like to make that overlap one row and then mm -hmm. half and then another half yeah. and another you know i i have a system and i mm -hmm. told them what it was but i didn't show them uh that yeah. that's what we mean by imitation it's like just follow me yeah. try it walk in my footsteps try it this way and then feel free to kind of make it your own you know it, take take mm -hmm. and make it better yeah. that's that's in, in yeah yeah Mm -hmm. And how does that, can you talk a little bit about how that connects with like the life of Jesus? Like, why do we, why do we do yeah. that? Where does the imitation come from? Yeah, with, yeah absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, part of it's embedded in the whole idea of discipleship uh, from the first century. Uh, you know, the saying, may you be covered with the dust of your rabbi, which means may you follow the, your teacher. So closely that as he walks, he's kicking up dust, and like that's how close you are. You're you're watching him. Mm -hmm. and he sits down to eat. What yeah. does he do? How does he pray? Uh, how does he ceremonially, 
wash his hands first? What is he, you know? And so all the time the Pharisees are coming, they're saying, listen, here's how we teach people to do things, but we look at your disciples and they're doing something different. They were doing something different because they were following a different rabbi. He didn't do some of the ceremonial mm. stuff that they did. And so his disciples either, they followed yeah. him. And if you, if you kind of follow the scope of the gospels, mm -hmm. you see that it's Jesus like doing things, then doing things with, uh, with the disciples. And then he's kind of sending them out and bringing them back. And he's doing stuff. He's letting them do some things. And, he's, and they're coming back and debriefing. And then he's saying, now you go do it. You know? And that's, that's kind of the model. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you take out the invitation piece, it doesn't really work. You know, if he just told them, if we had started mm -hmm. at Matthew 28, Jesus calls a bunch of disciples. Uh, he hangs out with them for a day or two and says, let's go make disciples. It would have been a mess. It would have been all over the place. Instead, they followed him for three years or more and learned how to do it by doing it with him. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, really helpful. Thank you. So if, you're, if there are people who are like coming to this, um, and I'm thinking of, uh, what you said about like, uh, following the leaders of, um, our like communities, um, and being like, follow me as I follow yeah. Jesus. Right. That like, um, yeah, that, you know, people like in quote unquote authority, however mm -hmm. you want to say people of influence. Um, if you're being at that from, um, a background of maybe like spiritual abuse or hurt, like specific hurt where they're like, that feels a little like, ah, like, I don't want to do what they're telling me to do or like blind, like yeah. blind following of a leader, et cetera. Um, when that like imitation word or like following might feel like a performative um, or has been in the context of abuse, what would you say to somebody who's like coming at it from that, yeah. from um... that angle? I would say find a spiritual community where those who are helping to lead it are doing so by influence rather than authority. Do it. Um, find a community where I can recognize that the people, the men and women up front, I know they're not perfect. They don't tell me they're perfect. Um, in fact, I can, and they apologize when they get it wrong, um, but they are really concerned that I learn, that I grow, and they're willing, they're willing to give me uh, some help with that and give me some pointers on that when I ask, and, and they're willing to, um, they are willing to listen to their blind spots, and they're willing to put themselves out there and help others see their blind spots, you know? I, all I would say is, yeah, there's a lot of, um, again, and that's why the whole concept of authority and submission, it has been so abused and it, it grieves me. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why I, I would rather talk mm -hmm. about influence and say, allow yourself to be yeah. influenced by people who are worthy of being influences in your life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you, you might not always get it right, you might get, you, you might, you might make some mistakes along the way. Um, but I think, 
I think when the whole thing is, um, how can I put this? I think you know the difference when you're in a community that is being led by someone who is more concerned about the kingdom of God than building their own kingdom or building their own platform. Um, and so yeah. find those communities where people are genuinely interested in the kingdom of God, in the welfare of those around them, and then follow their lead. Allow yourself to be influenced. Listen, we all, we all read books. Like, you know, um, I'm in a weight loss challenge right now. 15 pounds down. Yes, going to crush everybody else. But one of the, oh. one of the reasons is because I, I've picked up a book years ago. And I learned a method of weight loss from a guy named Tim Ferriss, uh, The Four Hour Body. Like, I, I followed his lead on this, and I get great results from it. Like, we do that in so many areas. If we <laughs> want to know how to do something, we will look it up on hmm. YouTube. I don't know anything about this person, but I'm going to let them teach me how to do X, Y, and Z. Right? That's fine. That's fine when it comes to uh, fixing your car or uh, EQing your stereo or learning how to play guitar. It's fine to, to take their lead, learn from them, whatever. When it comes to your soul um, and the of Jesus that you're trying to live, it, it has to be a little bit more face-to-face. -face. It has to be flesh and blood. But take that same level of openness to being influenced into it don't come and say well you know I'm, mm -hmm. I'm i've been doing this for five years 10 years 20 years i think i've got it figured out well if you if if you ever think that you've arrived that's a, probably a pretty good indication that you haven't and if you think you know it all yeah yeah anyway so it's, it's just we should all be learning from each other we should all be living this is what paul says submit submit one to another and that just means allow yourself to be influenced by the people around you learn from them follow their lead um yeah pick get what you can out of out of learn what you can from their wisdom from their mistakes ask them how do you pray tell me show me your model i want to learn you know i think we're just waiting for people to give us the information we're hoping that some someday will appear for us or give us a model of how to do something, be more proactive. If you're struggling with prayer, find some, some people that you really respect in your community and just ask them, tell me how you pray. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm researching. Yeah. I'm collecting some models. Can you show me what you do? You know, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. imitate that. And then, and then start to innovate us. See what, see what comes of it. But don't just, don't just be, don't just hope for growth. Be proactive about it. That's what, that's what we are here mm -hmm. for, each other, you know? Yeah. That's good. Um, did I, did you like lose me? You got a little fuzzy. No, sorry. I can there. see you okay. Can you can see you me see okay? Me? Okay. Well... I can see you, but you're just glitching. That, that, might, that might be how I am. In it's all right. I don't know. We're almost. <laughs> I don't, not that I, not that I know you don't seem too glitchy in real life. Um, no, that's good though. I, even I can just, yeah, I can see it in myself where 
like for example, I'm working on working on. I'm trying to not say that. I am opening myself up to um trying to listen to God um more often in my life. Um and I often want to go straight to like okay, just tell me what to do so that way I can listen to God better and pray better and just like give me a to-do list. Um but and I I always skip over that part of like, oh, well, I should just like think about asking someone else what they do and then do it with them. Like that's net, like that never crosses my mind to do. I just, I'm like, gotta try harder and then maybe I'll be able to do it better. Um, anyways, so that's really good. Funny that you said prayer as an example, cause I'm, good. that's what, that's been big for me good. the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Great. So I guess to close, let's talk about one more thing um, in relation to what you were talking about in first Corinthians, um, the early church there who, you know, would like take pride in their leaders um, and would be like, I follow Paul's, I follow Paul, that whole thing. Um, how do we uh, walk that line between, I mean, you sort of, we talked little but just to connect back to that um how do we walk that line between following the leaders in community um being connected with each other um but also not getting to that point of like yeah. i only follow these people they're the ones doing it right so i'm following yeah. them and not these other guys over here where's that okay. line how do you so it, it's a little bit like how can I put this? Um, what's a good metaphor? Let's say you're playing on a basketball team and uh, you have a coach, but you really idolize uh, this great famous coach. And you go back and you watch interviews with them and tapes of them. And you start to try to take your lead from this person that you don't know, who doesn't know you, who doesn't see you play, and, and begin to ignore the words of the actual coach on your team. Or you, you begin to become dissatisfied with your coach because he or she is not this coach of renown and wisdom and who won so many championships like there has to be a there has to be a balance and commitment to the local in our lives to to learning from uh the people that god has placed us in proximity to and learning with them and allowing them to influence us it doesn't it doesn't mean i can't i can't listen to others but I have to watch my heart because when I start to go, well, why, why man, you know, I, I heard this great sermon from John Mark Comer or, or uh, uh, Tim Mackey blew my mind this week. And I start getting frustrated that my pastor never blows my mind the way that Tim Mackey does, you know. And the point I was trying to make this Sunday is your pastor is there with you. And ideally, they know you. Yeah. You can approach them, you can talk to them, you can dialogue with them. And I love Tim Mackey. I, I don't, I haven't really listened to much of, uh, but for me to be like Tim Keller, you know, uh, if I ever started yeah. to feel like Tim Keller was my pastor and not Robert Frazier, 
I know I'm in trouble. Tim Keller is the guy I like to listen to mm-hmm. who preaches really well. Robert is my pastor. And I'm not going to compare his preaching gifts to anybody else because I'm allowing him, and, and that's why I say, I make a discipline of taking notes whenever anybody is preaching now. I'm doing my best to do that because I have a doctorate in, in, in leadership and spiritual formation and a master's in theology and a bachelor's in, in pastoral studies. And if I ever get to the point where I think there's nothing I can learn from this, I'm in deep trouble, right? So if I'm listening to mm-hmm. the Bible college mm-hmm. intern preaching, I should still be taking notes because like I said on Sunday, it's not about the excellence of the preaching. It's about the excellence of the gospel that's being preached. And if, if, I'm, not, if I'm not putting myself under that, I'm going to be in trouble. So, you know, fill up your podcast list. That's great. But that's not – that should be the locus of spiritual influence in your life. The center of it should be your local community mm-hmm. and the pastors and elders, the men and women that God has, has um, allowed to, to take leadership and, and shape that community. That should be the center and the locus of your kind of spiritual influence. Yeah. And they're not going to preach mm-hmm. well as Rob Bell or Tim yeah. or whatever. Don't expect them to. And don't get mad at them when they don't. Just, yeah. yeah. Just learn mm-hmm. from what God's putting in front of you. Yeah. And ideally, you know, they'll have, you'll have some type of relationship with them too. And so it's the whole, the whole aspect will also be there because yeah. they'll be able to speak yeah. into you typically. Like John Mark, you know, can't speak to me specifically. He doesn't, he doesn't well, know me. Think, um, things like video yeah. venues or, yeah. or, you know, just watching sermons online and never interacting with a flesh and blood community. Why it's so problematic for us. But that's a different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's great. That's we'll nice. talk about that next time. Continue on. Um, well, thanks so much, Bob. We're going to, that'll be a good spot to wrap up, but thank you thanks so much for jumping on here. Tell Bentley we also. I will. And, uh, <laughs> thanks. Always a pleasure. I enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to get the weekly episodes in your podcast feed. You can find out more on how to get connected with Redemption Hill at redemptionboise.org slash connection, where you can fill out the connect card and start your journey today. For regular encouragement throughout the week, follow us on Instagram at Redemption Voice. We are so glad you're here and are excited to accompany you in your story with God. We hope to see you soon.